TAP episode 32 with Micaiah Green. You guys ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of the Think Alpha Project. As you guys know, my name is Valentine Iwudo, your host of the show. So appreciate you guys week after week coming on. Uh, Just so you guys know, FYI, the number of this episode is 32. What does that mean? If you haven't noticed already, um, I always make the episode linked with the number. So in order to get all the details, how to reach our guests you know, more about the video of this episode, you go to thinkalpha.net forward slash 032. All right, so we're just gonna get right into this episode. If you guys live in LA, there's something that has been circulating over the last few years, and especially if you're you're black. And um, it's a resource, it's a place where you can find out things about social social setting because if you live in LA or if you visit LA you realize that unless you're <laughs> unless you're part of the in crowd or you have already your networks there's really nowhere specific that black people hang out specifically um, unless you know so what we decided to do is bring on Micaiah Greens who is a co-founder of Black Book LA and in this episode we discuss how a blog post idea which she had transformed into a whole community for black millennials in Los Angeles. Now, just a little bit more about her. She graduated and is a double graduate from University of Southern California, and then she has her master's in uh, professional writing. All right, so she she was able to build this, which started as an idea to create a week, uh, a list of weekly events featuring black businesses. And... She started from that idea to now consistently over 20,000 people uh, read her newsletter that goes out every week. All right. So that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And now, just so you guys know, she also is is doing this, continuing to do this around a full-time job. So in this episode, she discusses just the power of consistency. That's number one, that she really attributes to her success um, right now. And then other than that, she talks about just starting, the power of just starting, and then also the healing and the challenges that she had to go through while she was building, and then, of course, what is to come. All right, guys, so without further ado, I'm going to bring to you guys, Micaiah Green. <laughs> Are you already laughing? <laughs> we, we have We have Micaiah Green. Micaiah, Yo. thanks for being on. Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you blessing us uh, with your presence today. It is my pleasure. Are you ready to talk? <laughs> yes, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, on this episode, I just wanted to bring you on because I know this episode or this whole podcast is really all about, for me, um, shakers and movers. It's, it's people who are actually, they have an idea and they're taking action and they've created something. Mm-hmm. Um and that doesn't have to be, and that doesn't have to look like a business. It can be a movement. It can be, it could be your next degree. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, something you accomplish. It could be a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I know that you, you've got a lot going on and you've made major strides yourself. So that's why we're here. <laughs> all right. Um, I want to ask you more about, we'll get straight into it. So I know you, you started Black Book LA. Mm-hmm. So I'd like for us to know, for, for, for you guys, for you to tell us more about it. Yeah. Um, well, Black Book LA is a platform for mm-hmm. black millennials and not even just I think it goes beyond millennials at this point, just black people who are interested in having a good time um, and who are in search of a great social life in LA. So it started as a weekly email um, that I would send out with all the events that were happening yeah. across the city. And emails are effective too, because I thing. still get them. That's the thing, people I- sleep on emails. Like for a long time it was like, oh, email is dead. It's right. all about social media. And I think right around the time that Black Book got started, I had noticed like there was like this resurgence of the email newsletter. And I was just, you know, like why, we don't need to build out a whole big website or a big blog. Like let's just start direct to con- like direct to consumer emails. And it caught on. We didn't have social media, we didn't have anything when we wow. first started. Um, and so it literally was just an email every week that would go out with all the events. And then that quickly turned into, um, we, you know, us featuring black businesses as well. Cause that was a huge part of like, I think it was around when these Black Friday boycotts are happening. I was like, all right, that's cool that we're boycotting Target and Walmart, but that doesn't mean anything if we're not also supporting the black businesses that are in our communities. But then I'm like, but how do we know where the black businesses are if there's, again, no space where we can go to say, hey, here are all the black businesses in LA for you to go support. So that started out as like a blog post every year for Black Friday. It was like, oh, here are 50 black businesses that you can support. Um, And so, we basically converged those things together um, and created a site where folks can find events and you know get their black shopping on. <laughs> get, get, get it popping. No, yes. I think and I think that that's really cool. Um, you and you talked about you know it coming from a personal, mm-hmm. more like a personal need for yep. yourself. And I just think that's so cool that um, that you started something based off of something you feel like you needed yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most powerful when when it's like that. Absolutely and. It, I think, i never forget, I took a social entrepreneurship class at USC um, and they were talking about how you, there has to be a need, like so many people try to create businesses but there's that there's no need for. And then they end up failing because nobody asked for it. And so like when I, you <laughs> know, when I was sitting down, I'm just like, yo, I don't know what to do this weekend. Every weekend I was just like scrambling on Instagram mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, well, where are they going? Like, what parties are you going to? Um, and so I was like, okay, if I'm asking these questions and I consider myself to be pretty connected, I'm like, right. if I don't even know what's happening every weekend, then I'm sure that there are so many other black people in LA who are asking the same question. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you uh, do you feel like at some point, um, well, first off, are you considering d- building this in a way where you bring in revenue? Yeah, so great question. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wonder. No, it's interesting. So right now we charge ad space um, for events and some businesses, but mainly for events. It is not at all breaking the bank. Black Book is not paying any of my bills um, because we wanted to make sure that it was for the people. So like we don't charge crazy rates. You know what I mean? It's very reasonable for like people who want to promote their event, but may not have yeah. hundreds uh-huh. and hundreds of dollars to spend on one exactly. ad. And so like that's been interesting because it's been great for the community, but hasn't really yielded like a huge financial return. Like, and for I think us. that, yeah, and I think that that's great because you know it's important. A lot, I feel like a lot of people who start something, they expect to come in and just be cashing out right away. No, 
<laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? Is not a, this is not a moneymaker. However, um, one thing that I have been thinking about, because I do want to grow into a cash positive business, um, and I know that the way to do that is through doing our own events. Like, we're okay. in the business of selling out everybody else's events, and we've gotten good at it to the point where, like, you know, huh. an event will hit us up, like, hey, I'm struggling to sell tickets. We put it out. An hour later, they're like, oh, my God, I just sold out. And so I'm like, oh, okay. really? oh yeah. So I'm like, if we're selling out everybody else's events, it's time for us to throw our own. So last, well, I guess it was this year. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this past um, Halloween, we had our first party. We partnered with Amplify Africa. Shout out to Amplify. Oh, snap. Uh, okay. Yeah. All and, like, right. We Small had people, man. the like, dopest Halloween party that I've ever been to. Wow. And I, like, I, it was so good that I was honestly like amazed. I was like, I can't believe we did this. And so one of my goals for 2019 is wow. to do more of our own hosted events. Um, Cause we have the infrastructure now. Like it's just a matter of doing it and like carving out the time to create those spaces. Cause people oh, are hungry for love, them, you know? I just so. love this man. This, yeah, this makes me like, this makes me really excited for you because there's phases. I feel like there's phases in everything that you do. If, if it's a business or something, there's this phase where you have to, essentially it's like planting a bunch of seeds. You have to start planting seeds and you're not going to see anything right away, mm-hmm. but as you get, you grow it and grow it and grow it mm-hmm. and grow it. And then you, all of a sudden, now you have so much Isaac coming at you that you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. and people support it. Exactly. I love that. I, that man. Yeah. I think that's a good point though about consistency because like one of the things in the beginning when we had a hundred subscribers and that mm-hmm. was it it was just like i don't care who's looking at this or who's not looking at this we have to deliver every thursday at 12 p.m wow and for the last two and a half years a newsletter has gone out every thursday at 12 like it doesn't matter what's going on like the personal life like nothing like it just has to come out so that people know we're always going to deliver and i think that's so important because i don't think mm. we would have been able to build the family that we've been able to build had we not been consistent and had mm. we been like, oh, some weeks is going to be here, some weeks it's not. Like that, people don't respond to that when you're building a brand. Hey, man, you just, uh, yeah, I just feel called <laughs> out right now. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's cool. I'm getting back on it. But you're right, consistency, you're right. Yeah, it's key. It's very key. You know, and it's interesting. Um, there's like this compound effect that happens too when, you, when, you're, when you're consistent like that. Um, I don't know. It's like magic to me. Yeah. It, the power of consistency, it creates opportunities, it creates things, and mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like it's it makes you magnetic. Absolutely. Towards people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely am taking that right now because I need to, <laughs> yeah, even with this podcast, like, yeah. consistency has to be there. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what do you feel like has come from, uh, let's speak on that consistency because a lot of people I feel need to understand that. What do you feel like has come from that? Um, a lot. I think that, you know, one of the things that has stuck with me about Black Book LA differing from some other organizations that are out there is like the fact that people go so hard for us. Like I've never spent money like on paid ads, you know, paid ads on social media to like get the word out about Black Book. It's primarily word of mouth. And like the reason that is, is because people know like, we're always going to have their back when they're looking for something to do on the weekend or when you have a friend coming to town um, and they're like, what's the move? They know they can go on the site and find the move and go and have a good time. And so it's one, the consistency, but it's also like trusting that like if we send you somewhere, if we're like, yo, this party is happening, like you should go, that nine times out of 10, it's going to be a good experience. Obviously, we don't throw 
so you're not really any, responsible. all of the events, so we're not responsible for the event. But I think that I, you know, have put a lot of emphasis on curation. Like we don't put anything on Black Book, and so I think that huh. by like maintaining that sense of quality and consistency, like it's for you know, it's allowed for the platform to grow in the way that it has. To now we're like reaching over twenty thousand folks in Los Angeles alone, and like. Again, I didn't pay for, you know what I mean? You can't pay for that. Like I'll go, sometimes I'm like out at Comfort LA, I'm talking to somebody, they're like, oh, you're a black book? And I'm like, how'd you hear about black book? They're like, my friend told me when I moved to LA, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't even know these people. And like, they're getting referrals from other people that I don't even, I don't even know them either. So it's like, I think that's been our biggest, um, that's our biggest currency. It's Mm -hmm. just our our family, our subscribers um, who like, ride or die to the point where I'm like I decided to take a break for the holidays because I'm tired I know, I get <laughs> and it. I just need to rest and like get my life together and people are hitting me up every day like where's the newsletter what's going on like you know what I mean because there's a sense of ownership and it's all out of love thankfully but like people depend on it so much to the point where like if I take a month off it's like all hell's breaking loose they're like what are we gonna do wow <laughs> So we'll wow, be back. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. I can't wait until like you really um, start to do more events because, mm-hmm. man, I just feel like just the opportunity for income. I mean, you deserve. Yeah. I believe you deserve to be compensated <laughs> for your consistency. You do. Thank you. You do. You do for sure. That's so wild. I. Um, it's funny, you know. I had. An experience, a couple experiences where Black Book LA came into a conversation. Oh wow! Yeah, long wait, do share. That's crazy. What? I mean, it's big. Like, I, I, I don't know verbatim. I'm not <laughs> oh, gonna yeah, tell you yeah, that. Yeah. But like, there's definitely been times where people are like, yo, have you heard of Black Book LA? Wow. And then they show me the site. Wow, that's so they go to the site on their phone. Yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah, that's wild. Randomly, this is completely separate. But one of my dreams is to like have somebody have a conversation like that on Insecure. <laughs> When they're like, you know, when the girls are like chilling, trying to figure out where to go, and they're like, oh, let's check out Black Book LA. <laughs> and just see. Yeah. Yes. And you never know. Exactly. You never know. So Because up until now, <laughs> I can't think of, dang, uh, uh, that's so cool, because I was definitely on Eventbrite the other day, yes. looking at, huh, what are some events happening like during the holidays type of stuff? Yeah. That's that's so cool. It's such a great idea. Yeah. Man, you're going to make me want to do like a New Year's Eve roundup. I'm gonna have to do it. For you need people. to. I gotta do it for yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so okay, so now that you've this is something you've built, um, and you've experienced, you've dealt with people, you work with people. I want to know something. What is it something that you feel like for for a lot of people um, that they're missing that if they understood it, it would change a lot for them. Hmm. Um, I think. I'll never forget, um, I went to this panel at Cal State LA, actually, oh, <laughs> um, and Ava DuVernay, Ava DuVernay was speaking, mm-hmm. and her whole, like the thesis of her whole talk um, was this concept of just starting, um, and she was just like, so many times we get wrapped up in all the things that we need to start a thing, and we'll be like, oh, well, I don't have this expensive camera, I can't do right. it, I don't have the proper microphones, I don't have, I don't know how to build a website, and you end up talking yourself out of starting your dream and i'll never forget like we went to this talk and she just kept saying just start and it was that alone that like led to black book being created because i you sitting there at that event yes because i remember like i was so caught up with about like well how are we going to build this website we have to build the whole platform and like my co-founder you know 
who's also my ex. Like at the time, like he was just like, yo, we just have to start. Like we don't need a website. We literally just started with a basic landing page on Squarespace that was a white background and black text. (laughs) Like that was it. Now we have this whole fancy website. We did not have that in the beginning. We didn't even have socials, like nothing. It just started with a Facebook page, a Facebook post of me asking like, hey, do y'all want to get these events? Drop your email. That was it. And so I think that that concept really changed my life. And I still struggle with just starting on some other things that I like and working on and other dreams that I want to have. I mean, just like with my writing and like, you know, I want to create all this content around Black Book. We have like a dating platform that's coming and I just need to do it. You know what I mean? Listen, I I just got the chills. (laughs) Oh my God, listen. Yes, I know. That's an amazing idea. (laughs) Yes. So it's like there's all these there's wow. all these facets to Black Book that I'm extremely passionate about that I'm going to do and I just need to start it and I think wow. that's been the biggest piece of advice that's helped me just with Black Book and in general like and seeing other people start their own things like even this podcast like you just did it yeah and here we are and I didn't start this way either exactly yeah, so it's like you just episode. gotta start and you never know where it will take you I would never imagine that Black Book would be what it is right now like. I mean, I hoped for it, but I just could have never foreseen how fast we were able to grow and like what we were able to do. That's so crazy. I love yeah. you said it. Yeah, my the podcast actually literally started. It started as audio only, and I had like some rinky dink mic with like, and the other one was like, it was it was it was just <laughs> I don't I don't even remember what happened. I had some twenty dollar headphones, <laughs> and I was in my messy brother's living yes. like room bedroom, yes. you know. And that's the first episode. Still, though, the first episode is like, that was like, that's it's my your heart. Baby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you'll just, you'll, yeah. from there, once you start a thing, you are you can always improve. But mm-hmm. if you never start, you'll never know where it can take you. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, I think too that, I think it's important to reframe it. Um, a lot of people, the concept in their mind when they think, just start, let me just start. There's still it's still daunting for a lot of people. Yeah. So what I've noticed for me that personally works, and you know, for those of you listening, watching, take note of this because this works for me. And normally, what I do now is I say, I'm, and to me, I say, look, I know the first one's probably gonna be trash. So let me <laughs> let me start a messy one yes. because I'm gonna get it's I'm gonna make it better yep. as it goes. And so for me, I feel like the pressure now to be perfect yes. is, is completely gone because I just said it. I said, like, look, this is probably gonna, this is probably gonna be trash, <laughs> yes. but I'm gonna do it a few times, and by the third, fourth, fifth time, I know it's gonna be better. Exactly, yeah. and I call that's what I like to call it the shitty first draft. Yeah, where because yeah. I'm a perfectionist, I'm also a Capricorn, so like I need for everything to be perfect, which has you know certainly well in some areas of life and then yeah. harmed me in other areas where I'm just like, I want it to be so perfect that it never happens. And I'm like, that's not okay. And so now I'm like employing that model of just like, you know, just get it out yeah. and just know that it's going to be bad and be okay <laughs> with that. And then, then at least you have something to work from yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you can build. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I even started just this uh, new way, let's just call it of doing business or I'm running, I'm actually running Facebook ads. And so Ooh. you have to do, you know, these days, was what what will set you apart from everybody is video. And mm-hmm. to this day, most people are afraid to get on video. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, man, I'm afraid too. You know? <laughs> so I, was, I figured, you know what? Let me just go ahead and just put something out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to waste any time to put it out there. But that's all it took because once I had it out there, now people are interacting with the ad. And I'm like, okay, huh. 
all of a sudden, all these ideas are coming to my head on how I can make it better, exactly. how I can do this, how I can do that. But you never, I never would have had those ideas if I didn't put that bad one, so to speak, out there to begin exactly. with. Exactly. So a lot of people are waiting. Huh? Let me let me sit and wait for mm-hmm. the idea. No. But that never that never is backwards. No, you gotta just you just gotta start doing. Yeah. When you look at even for example like Ava's first documentary, it was not thirteenth. You know, at all. It was great. It's true. But it's like she's been able to build her craft over the years. Mm -hmm. And just like so many people are like that, like writers, like who banged out a terrible first script. Like I've read, for example, like when I first, no, seriously, like, because I also work, you know, in Hollywood and like I've read writers that I'm just like, like three years ago and I was like, this is trash. Now, though, I go online and guess what? They're running shows. They, you know what I mean? Because they kept working at their craft. So you can't relegate yourself or other people to like one bad thing and be like, oh, they're always going to be trash. It's like, no, this is an evolution. We're right. all growing and like learning as we live. So it's like you got to allow people that space and grace to grow and like and extend it to yourself as well. Yeah. I would, I would, I mean, there's so many examples right now I could even think of. <laughs> so I don't know why I just first thought of Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh, God. Cause, cause his, sorry, his, his work before this was trash. Man. But no look comment. at him now, though. No, you, you know, know, look at him now. He's, there's he's so doing many awesome. people you can say that about, but yeah. like, this is a they lot didn't let that about. stop them. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is great. And what's cool is that you're like, you're a living example of that. You know, you're a living example of so what do you feel like is next for you with uh with Blackwood? Um so oh, you were talking about that actually. The yeah, so stuff. I'll I'll like lay it out. So um in addition to the events and the businesses, I also started a housing network and a job network on Facebook. Mm. Housing network stemmed because I needed to get out of my mama house. Um and it worked. I actually found my last roommate off the housing network, which was insane. On your own thing. On my own platform, which was you know dope. What? <laughs> Listen, it was fire. And then the job network, That's I awesome. haven't had to use that, but people are making real connections. People are setting up whole like independent mixers off of there. And so the next big problem, huh. I like to call it an epidemic that I think is that we are facing as like young black people in Los Angeles is dating. Yeah. Um, like everybody I talk to is struggling with that. Like I know so many fly people, men and women who are just like, I cannot find a partner. I can't even find somebody to date. Like, why is everybody trash? Like, this isn't working. I'm on all the apps. Like, and I'm just like, this is wild. And I'm like, I know that just on Black Book alone, there's so many single people. And I'm like, what would happen if we create an infrastructure for us to come together and meet each other in a safe space and just to like have the proper setting? Because I really think that's all it's about. Like, so that is like a big, 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 big focus um, for 2019. Um, is to build that out and hopefully transform wow. the dating scene in LA. <laughs> you know, that's a big task. It is, but think about it. I, you know, this, figuring out the social scene in LA was a big task three years ago. Like, literally before Black Book. This is only three years ago. That's the thing. Before Black Book, there was no space to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go here, 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 here and have a good time with all the Black folks. That did not exist. So I'm like, if that didn't exist and it does now, Who's to say the same can't happen for dating? Like, I just am willing to believe that it's possible for, like, us to get our lives and to, like, turn L.A. into a hot spot. Wow. Instead of, like, the worst place on earth <laughs> to me sometimes. No, I know. People say that. <laughs> I talk to people all the time and they say that. It's bad. And I'm from L.A., so it's like, for me, 
You know, it's like, they don't talk about my city like it's that. It's terrible. You know? <laughs> Get it's your true. people. What's going on? It's like, you let me. What know. is going on? That's a good one, man. That's a whole other podcast I'm, episode. I know. That's a whole, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> whole but yeah. yeah. And again, even that's coming from a need because I'm like, I'm single. So I'm like, hmm. if I was able to find an apartment, maybe I'd be able to find a bay off my yeah, platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is great no this is great wow yeah so oh my god I, i'm sorry i'm just in thought i mean you you have my wheel spinning right now because i love that also you're you're completely going after things from a perspective of solving a problem mm-hmm. and i i think you'll never go wrong if you do that no you know, you identify the problem, what's going on, and then you're just creating a solution mm-hmm. for it. It's like the basis for creating sustainable businesses, like actually identifying a need and then creating a solution for it. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and then promoting the solution. Exactly. It's all and then is. people, it'll be so good and so necessary that it's its own advertisement. You know, what I mean? you don't have to sell somebody on something that they actually need. And that's been like my biggest takeaway. Like people need things, you know what I mean? People need what they need. So if you're able to like offer that, you have a customer for life. Cause it's just specifically for them mm-hmm. and that need. Exactly. So what are some of the things that you felt like you've been challenged with um, even getting through um, or even building this, like mm-hmm. building Black Book? What's some of your biggest challenges that you've, over- that you've overcome? Man. Um, I'd say the biggest, I think there's been two. Um, One is that I have a full-time job. (laughs) Right. In the entertainment industry, I work crazy hours. And until earlier this year, I was an assistant. So, like, you know, your schedule is not your own. You're always operating off somebody else's time. And it was just very difficult to create the space to still work on Black Book and to keep it going. Um, And now that, like, I've been promoted and things, like, it's just, it's better in the sense that I have more time, but it's still challenging in the sense that like, again, I'm not really getting paid from it. So it's just hard to continue doing something that is great for the community, but isn't necessarily like, you know, benefiting me in the way that I needed to right now. Exactly. And so that's been, that's been a real challenge for me that I'm like trying to work through and figure out like, okay, do I need to continue? Do I need to continue expanding the team? Like, how do I delegate these tasks, but then also not burn out my team members, you know, and like, how do I monetize quickly so that like people, we all can get paid from this and we all can be eating and like, it's not a labor of love anymore. Um, I mean, it is, but you know. You know, but it's like, it's nice. You know, a job is different from like volunteer work. So it's like, I'd love to employ folks because I believe in paying black people. I'm like, it's not a plantation around here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if I eat, we all eat. Um, and I'd say the, the second biggest challenge, um, I was like, you know, I, this Black Book was born out of a relationship. You know what I mean? With like me and my ex. And so like this whole thing was started with like the two of us and like grinding and all of these things. And That's so cool. It was cool, you know what I mean, until it wasn't. Uh-oh. And so, you know, it's like at a certain point mm-hmm. last year when like things just started getting really rocky between us and like a lot of it, frankly, was like involved with Black Book because it's it's hard to, you know, be involved with someone but then also have a business with them. And then it's like, at what point 
you know, where's the line of separation? You know what I mean? Like, it, there really isn't a line because it's all connected. And so, like, once things started to get challenging and we eventually parted ways, there was this huge question of, like, okay, what happens to Blackfoot? Right. Um, and so this time last year, actually, we put it on a hiatus and, like, I was considering just, like, ending the whole thing. Um, and then, I, you know, took some time to think about it and at the top of the year just said to myself, like, yo, this is too valuable. You know what I mean? Like, to me and to the people, like, I can't, I can't end this just because this other thing ended. Like, how do I continue it? And so I think from there, I thought that was going to be the hardest decision is like deciding to continue it. But I think now the hardest thing has been like doing it by myself and like being the so when it when it came from you know like two minds and like we both were contributing in real ways that like could, you know is the brand like that is difficult when it's like it's just me now and now I'm having to do everything and like. Thankfully, I built like a small team and like that's helped. That's helped. But I also recognize that like no one can curate the events properly. You see what I'm saying? Like, like you can. Exactly. Like, no, (laughs) it's just it. It really is a personal thing. And so once I realized that I'm like, oh, shit, I can't delegate this to anybody, not because people aren't capable, but because we are the brand, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like the brand changes once somebody else is curating the experiences. Absolutely. And so that has been, I think the hardest thing is to just navigate that by myself while also just like healing from that whole situation in general, <laughs> you know? And it's just, I'm still dealing with that and trying to figure out what the next steps are and like how to how to uh, make sure that it's sustainable so that I don't burn out and like randomly have to end it because I just couldn't handle it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. We just got to some real, <laughs> we just got real with it right now. This is good. Yeah, yeah. And most people don't know that. You know what I mean? So that's the uh, the tricky part too, is like keeping up the appearance, not wanting to disturb people's experience with Black okay. Book and Which not wanting to, want to take the brand with like personal drama. And that was a very intentional decision. Like this is not about us. And like we, when we started it, we purposely did not plaster our face all over the platform because it's not about us. You know what I mean? It really is about the community, which has been nice um, in some regards and then not so nice in others. But yeah. like, yeah. since people don't know what's going on, they're just, they're just expecting the product. You know what I mean? So nobody's thinking about like, oh, I wonder how Makai is feeling at 2 a.m. when she's trying to bang out this newsletter for us. So that we can get our lives and I'm like at home, like crying, like exhausted. Like, I'm sorry, I got to read a script. I got to do this newsletter. I also want to go out and have fun and enjoy my life. And I can't, like no one's thinking about that. And so that's been a difficult relationship to have with it because I'm like pouring so much into it and people are just taking and taking and taking, you know, as consumers do. They're consuming, yeah. Yeah, they're just consuming, which is fine. But it's just, I've been trying to figure out, okay, how do I... Make sure that I'm pouring back into myself mm-hmm. so that I Take can care continue. Of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in what ways would you would you say that you are having to heal from your experience? Um, I think that the biggest, you know, the biggest lesson, I guess you could say, is just I feel like as a black woman, like I've always been. Like, I just grew up seeing all the black women in my family work and work and work and work and, like, always taking care of other people, always, like, pouring everything into their job, 
not getting properly compensated for it. And it's just, we just do so much all the time for others and rarely take the time to demand that same respect and that same effort from other people who are in our lives. And so I think that I've really had to, like my healing process has looked like recognizing my own value and like being okay with that and not feeling like I have to seek that out in others and not expecting someone else to provide that for me. Cause like when I know my value, you know what I'm saying? When I know what I'm bringing to the table, I'm not just going to pass it out anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like exploit myself and be like, oh yeah, you get a piece of a car. You get a piece of a car. Oh, let me help you build your brand. Let me build you up as a person. Let me build you up as a man. Like, no. And that's what I was doing for so long, my whole life, because that's what I saw growing up. And now I'm just in a space where I'm like, nah, fam, like we're not doing struggle love no more. We're not, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like we're not giving out free labor. Like just none of that. It just has to stop. Because if I don't, Stop it for myself. No one else is going to stop me from yeah. killing myself for them. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I believe in the concept of, it's called interdependence. Mm-hmm. So I take care of me for you. Mm-hmm. And you take care of you for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, to me, the best the best partnerships, relationships are, are, are forged with that, when they live out that concept. Um, and of course, then we have codependence, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what we try to avoid, and that's mm-hmm. what's unhealthy. Yep. Because then you 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 go into something you're giving, but you're not being nothing's being given. To and you. that's the biggest thing. I'm like codependence should work in the way where it's like I'm giving my all to you, but then you're also giving your all to me. Yes. But when that is one sided, yeah. it's not sustainable. And so it's like healing from that in terms of like learning how to do better, awesome. but then also healing from the fact of like, what do you do when you've given all of yourself out and received nothing in return? Like that's a lot to deal well, what with. Do you, do? you know what I'm saying? For you anybody know, who's listening, who, who's you been in that situation. turn it up on the weekends, shake that ass, you know what I mean? Like, you let loose. Like honestly, I think <laughs> at the top of this year, this sounds so basic, but I'm so serious. Truly helped me. I decided, I said, Micaiah, like we're having fun this year. That was it. That sure. was like my mantra for 2018. I was just like, we're going to have fun. I'm like, I work too hard at work. Yeah. I work too hard on my own business. I'm like, so what, the minute Friday night hits until Sunday night when I got to read all my scripts, we are turning it up. And it's so funny because I'll never forget, like, this from is the great. top of this the year, great. people are now coming to me like, oh, my God, Makai, like, your IG stories are so lit. Like, <laughs> every day you're just at this other part, da, da, da. And I'm like, I, could, I, did, I couldn't say that a year, two years ago. You know what I mean? Like this just started of like me returning to myself and it has like greatly increased just the quality of my life yeah. because I'm actually enjoying my life right. now. Right. So even through the hard times, I'm able to know like I have allocated turn up time that is mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna have fun at all costs. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's been, and that's what I needed. You know what I mean? For my self care. And that looks different for everybody, but for me, it was just yeah. And I love what yeah. you said. I, I think that for everybody too, there has there has to be a certain uh, uh, extent of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And selfish is always a bad. It's always it always carries a bad <laughs> connotation. But to be selfish in a lot of ways is to also love yourself. Mm-hmm. And the way I would describe it is for me personally, I had to the phase that you're in. I'm still in that phase right now, and I had to decide. 
because I gave so much of myself to a lot of things in business and in my life that I look back and I'm like, yo, I have nothing to show for all the all the effort. Yeah. I have nothing to show for this. Yes. So like maybe I'm just doing this wrong. Like there has to be something there something has to give. So I decided mm-hmm. I'm gonna travel um and I'm gonna really stack up, do what I want. I'm no longer I don't I don't care anymore about having the nicest car. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I just can't get I can't wait to get rid of the lease that I'm in. Yeah. I'm in a lease. It is a nice car, but <laughs> the lease is done in a few months. Nice. So as soon as I, I'm getting something, you know, basic, because I'm really all about my investments, yes. having a good time traveling. Yes. And I, I say no to a lot more things mm-hmm. now and unapologetically. Yes. Like, it is to. what it is. But guess what, though? From doing that, I've noticed something about myself. Like, I'm just so much more of a confident person. Mm-hmm. And I think confidence really is how much do you care for yourself? Yes, I think confidence how much do you know me. yourself? Yeah, for That's sure. That's crazy, but like getting to know you for real. I think we just, if you really think about like the span of our lives, we spend most of it in school. Right. And then by the time we're out, depending on how many degrees you would like to acquire, <laughs> you know, you're in right. your 20s and you've just been told who you are. And then it's like, we need to emphasize more like, the importance of sitting with yourself and saying, who am I? Who am I to me? Not for these other people. Um, and it's just, I think that's the most important question we have to ask ourselves. And it exudes, once you know, awesome. everybody else knows. Cause they're like, oh yeah, like. That's real. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it changes. Yeah. Yeah. And you notice the way you speak about mm-hmm. yourself, about, you know, the way you carry yourself changes too. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love people who know who they are. Like. Man. When people don't know who they are, I'm like, give me away. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, peace you to can you tell. on your journey, but like, you can I can't tell. be involved. You can totally tell. You can tell, yeah. And it's, and it's okay, because I'm like, I, you know, was that person two years ago. You know, like, I've always had a strong personality, but I was struggling. I lost myself in a lot of things and a lot of people and just started, like, turning into somebody that I wasn't. And I was just like, hold up, I don't recognize this person. Like, what's going on? Right. Um, like, gaining weight. Like, all these things happened because I just was so buried by these circumstances. And then now I'm like, I feel like a whole new woman. Like, hey, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, and that is, I'm just glad. Thank you for sharing that because I'm telling you guys, if you, for those of you watching, listening, <laughs> Uh, if you didn't get that, understand, because most of I can guarantee that most of you guys on this on watching this right now are in a phase where you've given a lot to so many other people. So if you can figure that out and understand that something's got to give, it, it does change things. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is you have more to give once you can take care of yourself. Exactly. That's the that's the paradox. That's exactly. a paradox, but that's how it works. And then you're giving from the right place as opposed to you know, giving from nothing, you know. And I feel have... like, yeah, yeah. Giving from nothing, giving from uh, seeking approval. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm trying to have them like me. Exactly. Which... That was my experience. Mm-hmm. You should. <laughs> you said do <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, uh, going through life, like I feel like most of my 20s were, I was doing things to, for, to buy people's approval. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make sure that I'm in their eyes, in this person's eyes, I am this type of person. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue to do this and do that and do this, even when it's not in my best interest. Yep. 
That's dangerous. Oh my, what? Especially when the opinions <laughs> of others, if we've seen anything happen over the last few years, like people are dropping like flies. One minute you could be in like society's good graces, the next minute you say something Just wrong, like a tweet pops up from 10 years ago, and all of a sudden, nobody wants to deal with you, like, at all. So it's just the concept of living for other people has always been so bizarre to me because I'm just like, they change their minds every anyway, day. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's like, so you have to live for yourself. And the people who rock with it yeah. will rock with it. And that's the people I want around anyway. Like, right. the people who know actually know who I am and are interested in being around and supporting me and, like, being supported by me, you know, wow. and, like, Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed when I changed up the, how I operate, there's certain people not hanging around as much. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it broke my heart though. I know it is sad, it's sad. but it's it's but like at a certain point, it's like, but if just slammed now, yeah, this I can't is, apologize. Yeah. like I just can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I mean, like one bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You go. You gonna bring up the song like I that? Mean, you gonna bring up the song? I mean, <clears throat> it's the the what the, what do you guys call it? The Beehive. Yes, uh, I'm not an official member, but I am. Does that make sense? Like no, I don't be on Twitter attack. Like I'm not. I'm not at the point where I'm on Twitter attacking people who speak poorly of Beyonce. But I also, if anyone tries Beyonce, like in my presence, I will be like, okay, let's. Let's acknowledge. Come on. Let's acknowledge the greatness. I see how that okay? happens. Really. Oh like, my god. Oh yeah, I'm wearing my lemonade yellow today. It's oh you know. Oh <laughs> it's in me. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's too oh, much. Man. Well, I just want to say thank you for this. Like, this has been a great combo, and I feel like I really feel that um, okay, I gotta have you on again because you speak from a place uh, of of a, where a lot of people are at. Yes, I love that. And I feel like we should have a whole, you know, I would love to have a conversation about the dating scene. Because I just, yeah, just from sure, a man's sure, perspective, sure. like, I'm just so curious. Like, oh, I got plenty to share. It's just. Earlier this year, I did, uh, uh, months ago, I did, I was on a panel for a singles event. Oh, God. Singles. And you. <laughs> I hate singles events. I know, I know. AKA 70% women show up. That's exactly what happened. That's, there was that's, like, it's there was basically like women events. Like, it's just really. There were like 80 women, I swear. Yes. This is fact. This and is like straight two numbers. Guys. Like six. <laughs> They're like, all the guys, and all the guys. Uh, the and then well, they'll be like, two, oh, let's get all them. these men to tell women what they need to be doing differently. It's just like, come on, fam. Like, we are I mean, not no, it's the cool. problem. <laughs> it was cool. It, it was really cool. But all I have to say is that the, the, my point in mentioning that is I have my own, you know, opinions and, and the way I see things. And man, People do not like what oh, I had to no. say. Oh, no. Oh, no. But hey. Are, were you a problematic fave? I wouldn't say that. Okay. Uh, yes, I, yes. Oh, I <laughs> oh yeah. shit. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. We so, have to have, when did, yeah, there's so much more for us to discuss. <laughs> no, but and, and I appreciate it. So I got to ask you this. Where do, where do we find you? So for those watching, listening, where do we find you online? You and then, of course, Blackfoot. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I'm all over the interwebs. Um, my Twitter... And my Instagram, I'm on Instagram more these days because Twitter is just a dangerous place. Um, but I'm at Micaiahisms um, and Black Book LA. We're everywhere. The website is blkbkla.com. We're on Instagram as Black Book LA underscore because some random dude in Australia has the real Black Book LA. But 
you'll find they us. They do, huh? Yeah, they got annoying. you. It's annoying. And we're on Twitter as well as Black Book LA, Facebook. We're everywhere. Black Book LA, Black Book LA Housing Network. If you're looking for a roommate or an apartment. Um, and Black Book LA Job Network. That's awesome. Yeah. We got show notes, by the way. So just um, if you're listening, just make sure that you listen at the end of this episode. And then if you're watching, um, you'll see the click the link in the description on where to reach out to her, reach out to Black Book, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Holla. Yeah, but I just want to thank you once again. This has been amazing. Thank you. It's Let's been do so this great. again. Let's do it. Yo, so what'd you guys think? I appreciate you guys one more time. Uh, just so you guys know, another reminder, okay? The episode and the show notes are at thinkalpha.net forward slash 032. There is where you can find more of the show notes. You can find how to get in touch with Makaya, everything about Black Book LA, and of course her Instagram and, and my information as well. All right, but one thing I got to ask of you guys, two things actually, is if you guys have any suggestions and feedback, I welcome it. I ask for it. Um, email me. Email me at info at thinkalpha.net. Or better yet, leave a review. Leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe at thinkalpha.net forward slash iTunes. And then lastly, share this with someone that'll benefit. Okay, share this with someone that will benefit from this kind of episode. All right, if you guys know anybody who is in that line of business or would like to start something in general, maybe this could be the pick-me-up that they've been asking for. All right, so you guys know the deal. You can change your life if you change the way you think. All right, let's get it done today. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.